morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. How are you this morning? I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. Good night's sleep. Uh, a lot of activity, a lot of good things going on. Uh, we're entering, uh, what, our fourth phase of our trip. Uh, first yes. phase was coming across and uh, going into Illinois mm-hmm. and spending how long? About three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. Almost a full month. In Illinois, visiting with kids and relatives and friends. Phase two was River Bend. Yes, in, uh, that was a great one. Yeah. Yeah. And that was in uh, Pigeon Forge, which is my favorite. I'm not high on Gatlinburg, but... Uh, no. Love Pigeon Forge. Yes, it was nice. Yeah, I think our camping there was the best that we've had thus far, away from uh, Kelly's uh, place and uh, Whittington Woods and Wren Lake. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> then we packed up after a week there and traveled over here to Myrtle Beach. What do you think of Myrtle? Uh, <clears throat> it's very busy, very touristy. But um, we had a ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the tournament was great. That turned out really well. And uh, beach time with the kids. Oh, my gosh, they do love their ocean. And um, we had five swimming pools to pick from, which was great. Especially that little one that you call a hot tub. I mm-hmm. do <coughs> love a hot tub. Yeah. Yes. You spent a lot of time in that one. Yes, I did. And all the wonderful food we've had to eat. Oh, my gosh. I thought this morning I patted my little tummy and thought, "Uh uh-oh, you need to get on the road again. Yeah, I got up about uh, five minutes before my belly did. (laughs) And uh, as I was walking into the kitchen, my belly got out of the bed and (laughs) caught up with me. But the tournament you talked about was the World Championship archery competition held here in Myrtle Beach, bringing people from all over the world here. And uh, our grandson, Jack Hawker, of course, everyone knows by now that he finished fourth in the world in 3D. That's three dimension where you actually fire upon animals and uh, are silhouettes of animals, dummy animals. (laughs) And uh, so that was a big big celebration. And then, of course, we've got to uh, meet a lot of friends as we've uh, talked to a lot of people on our podcast about traveling and uh, about uh, RVing and uh, events like that. Yes, we have uh, have met a lot of people. And um, <clears throat> this will be a place that all of us will always remember because of Jack's accomplishments here, which was great. But um, now we got to leave and um, head north. Close out phase three and move into phase four, where, which is... Uh, a lot of driving. <laughs> drive, 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 drive. I'm not telling you how much driving. A lot. <laughs> well, uh, you know, whenever we uh, left Mesa, Illinois on what, about June? Mesa, Illinois? Uh, May, yeah. <laughs> or, or Benton, Arizona. Maybe we better go home, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Benton, Arizona. And, Benton, Arizona? Yeah. And uh, we left, uh, when was it, June? uh, No, we left uh, April April, the 28th. April 28th, and uh, we've been on the road during the month of May, and it's... This is uh, is the middle of 
June. Yeah, can you believe it? Tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> this has been your dream all your life. Yeah, but it's turning into a nightmare. <laughs> no, not really. No, it just. It had to be. As Jean May says, you would not have said that if there wasn't some inkling deep down in you to really believe that. So, really? what makes it a nightmare? Well, um, it's rained just a little bit too much. Oh. But other than that, in the humidity, I had forgotten how humid it can be. Oh, so it's not a person. It's a, a oh, condition. No. no, 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 no. Not yet. We still got time for that. <laughs> but no, just a little uh, rainy. But it's, it's. Um, I think uh, Sam mentioned the other day, she wasn't going to worry about the rain down here because she said, one, we live in Arizona and we never see any rain. We're always promised rain, but we never get it. And so a little sprinkle down here is like Florida rain or especially Hawaii where it sprinkles one minute and clears off and you just go right on about your business. And so that's what we've been doing. During one of the events over the weekend, uh, it was pouring down rain and Augie and I were parking the car while you guys were going into the uh, convention hall. And we were sitting in the car and I mean, it was just pouring down. And Augie looked at me and he said, Grandpa, who causes the rain? <laughs> and I, I laughed and I said, you, you're from Arizona, aren't you, honey? You, you never see rain, so this is really unusual for you. So he wanted to know who caused that. <clears throat> and of course I told him I did. Yeah, <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. And he believed it. <laughs> so uh, one of the major accomplishments that I have had is, uh, you know, when we moved in here, the thing about uh, Myrtle Beach, it's old. It's an old town. And we pulled into the campground, and they situated us right next to an old storage building. <laughs> and the old storage building just looked like it was full of creatures and monsters and everything else. And well, it wasn't long until we realized that we were camping on an anthill. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> you'd go outside. Place, yeah. <coughs> yeah, yeah, you'd go outside, and you'd step, and ants would cover your feet or your shoes. And I swear this big pile of leaves out here was nothing more than to cover the anthill. So I told Evelyn, I said, we ought to move. And then we thought, well, if we start doing that, you know. But anyway, so we were battling ants until we had a major invader. We mm -hmm. had uh, Evelyn all of a sudden. Uh, what did you? All of a sudden I said, oh, my gosh, that was a bug. And he says, what? You said, what kind? Yeah. And I said, I think it was a cockroach. Because <laughs> I hadn't seen a cockroach in 50, 60 years. Yeah. Well, you, you live uptown, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I was sitting that next night uh, on the computer at our table <clears throat> in the RV. <clears throat> and that booger came out of the bedroom and went under the trash container. And I mean, it it was almost snake-like. It was so big. <laughs> and it got under the, the trash container. And I jerked up the trash container. And I had a paper towel. And I tried to grab it. I didn't. He got away from me. And boy, I was discouraged. And I dreamed about that thing all night. You know, yeah, crawling up in your bed. Sleep and, with you. Yeah, mm -hmm. drinking water out of your mouth and oh, eyes geez. and everything else. And oh, Lord. So I, <clears throat> I was really concerned about it. So... 
Yesterday, I went into the restroom to brush my teeth, and lo and behold, that dude was in the restroom, ran behind the trash can in the restroom. And I hollered at Evelyn, and I said, uh, I, I got him cornered, and I raised the trash can, and he was gone. Oh, yeah, they're very sneaky. I mean, gone. And I thought, well, he's found a crack in the RV. And about that time, he crawls up on the door, on the inside of the door, stops and looks at me. <laughs> and <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I'm in charge here. Mm-hmm. And man, I slapped that door and stunned him and picked him up with a paper towel. And so we did accomplish the major accomplishment, as far as I consider, on this trip. Yes. We got that damn cockroach (laughs) dead. Dead damn cockroach. And uh, threw that dude away, and I feel a lot more secure and a lot safer. Man, that's exciting. How do you feel? How do you feel? Feel? Deep down, emotionally, spilling your guts, how do you feel? Good Lord. About what? That covers a lot of area. Uh, Physically, mentally. Life in general. About where you are in life. Oh, my gosh. Uh, A little older than I want to (laughs) be. Other than that, uh, very good. My life's very good. Mm -hmm. Very, very happy with what's going on. So, yeah, I'm very content. What do you want in the future? Um, good health, happiness for me, myself, and my whole family. Yeah. Simple. I don't want too much. I want a lot of driving. <laughs> well, this year we can say that we have learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And the trip's not even over yet. So... I'm looking at it as a learning experience. One, we didn't know that we were going to go to South Carolina. Uh, We didn't really know we were going to, uh, I don't think the idea was to go to uh, uh, Gatlinburg and uh, Pigeon Forge. So they just kind of came up and were spaced out a little crazy that it It wasn't possible to go home, or it wasn't possible to do another trip and come back to this. So, we are making the best of our kind of erratic planning Mm -hmm. this year. But next time we'll have more of a layout, and maybe there won't be anything expected come up that changes our our direction. Mm -hmm. But it's working. I'm fine. I think I've uh, learned a lot about myself on this trip. Oh, who like? And, uh, like, uh, don't, don't get involved in foolish anticipation. Yes. Foolish anticipation uh, is a robber of my joy. Mm-hmm. I look past what I'm doing, anticipating what's next and next and next down the line. Done that all my life and, uh, I, on this trip, have worked concertedly to pause, relax, enjoy every second, and try to get some kind of meaning out of everything we do, the people we see, and I especially enjoy visiting with people we've never seen before and know that we'll never see again. Yes. Campers and talk with them. 
about things that are important to them. Yeah, and I'm interested to see if uh, camping people, and I know they are because my mom and dad told me that they're always very friendly Mm -hmm. and have something to say. Um, Because the people so far have just been very friendly and very very, uh, entertaining. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, And we've met a lot of nice people and uh, leading different kind of lives and starting new lives and things like that. So it's been very interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of evidence here in the South Mm -hmm. with a disgruntled portion of our society. And, And whenever you talk with them and they do broach the subject of of what America is all about, uh, they're not happy, and they're not going to let things stay. And I am not optimistic about pulling our country back together. Joe G's got a good thought on it. He said, uh, let a 9-11 or a war or something happen, and we'll all pull together. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. I think we would be too busy blaming it on somebody. Yeah. I mean, and not not the enemy who did it. Mm-hmm. It would it would be something political. I think our country right now, as you say, is so. Uh, what I want to kind of say, um, just has their mind on one thing, and that's politics. They don't have it on anything else. Yeah, yeah. And there there's no thought for, you know, getting more help for our veterans, uh, getting more help for people who don't have jobs, getting you know our infrastructure i mean coming across the country on the roads i have sometimes you just want to scream stop it is so i mean it just almost knocks your teeth out in some places mm-hmm. and talk about potholes i thought potholes were in little towns that didn't have money to fix their roads or didn't have concrete roads or whatever they're made of now but i mean so you're talking about the uh, signage that we see and the evidence we see for anti-American activity, uh, anti-democracy activity, and uh, then also you're talking about the infrastructure in America. Oh, everything, everything. But uh, health care, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden I think uh, Americans have become very greedy and very uh, self-centered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we perhaps have had too many books on uh, learning to take care of yourself, learning to uh, you know think about yourself before others, and you know how to improve yourself and all that kind of stuff. Where we should be, you know, thinking about how we can make, you know. Just how to love the people around you. If you have differences uh, of opinion on anything, fine. I mean, that's what America's made up of. We're trying to get it back to uh, one rule for everything. Uh, no independent thinking. What it's going to be. The next thing we're going to be in a situation like some of our uh, countries are in. I mean, it's going to be some kind of domination rule. You're not going to have a say if you're not one sort of kind of person. And I don't understand that. There's a whole world out there. I mean, America is just one little tiny country over here. I mean, we certainly are not 
anymore what other countries should look up to to be. We screwed that up. You and I have had the opportunity to actually talk one-on-one with service people in the South. Yeah. People who take care of people. And uh, the drivers, the waitresses, the uh, door people. Uh, We've made a point to ask them, cab drivers we've not been in any cabs but people who uh, service uh, the other people and to the to the last degree every one of them have said society has changed the people have changed they're selfish they're indignant and the one word they all come up with is people think they're entitled yep yep yeah i mean everyone does I mean, from the rich to the poor, everyone thinks they're entitled mm-hmm. in their own way. And um, I don't know. I'm like you. I'm just, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure how it's going to work out and what it's going to take. Um, you know, I'm kind of old-fashioned. I uh, read the whole series of books of Left Behind. <laughs> And uh, Kim LaHaye. Yeah, and I am uh, have thought about that quite a few times. That this may be uh, the beginning of the end, and it's if it is, it's going to be a shock to a lot of people. Dr. John Weiss was my government instructor back in the fifties at Southern Illinois University, and he made the statement that. Uh, democracy is best when around 50% of the people participate. He said when no one participates, it's bad. When everyone participates, it's even worse. And that's where we are now. We have people participating in government that has never, ever involved themselves before. Like the guy told us, you know, how could his man lose because of all the signs and hats and banners? They don't vote. Yeah, and uh, my father, who was a politician in Illinois, reminded everyone signs and banners and hats don't vote. It's people who vote. But there's an unbelievable number of people involved in government today, and I think that's really, really unhealthy. Yes, I do too. I do too. I just, you know, I don't understand why you can't sit down and have a conversation with someone without uh, screaming and, you know, carrying on and blaming each other and thinking that, especially right now, if you are a member of one of the two main parties in the United States, um, according to the other side, you're you're an unsaved uh rich you know i mean there is there is no there is no compassion for the person you know there's no listening anymore either there used to be listening people would sit down and they talk it out and they they make compromises and and do things like that but no one compromises now mm-hmm. i mean we see that in the government before this election and now we see it after the election so it's it's not one party it's it's the whole united states is just 
My grandma would say, gone to hell in the handbasket. And I don't know if it'll come back. I really don't. I used to think so, yes, but I, I don't know. I uh, grew up wondering why the German people sat on their hands and allowed the ruling party to dominate a country like they were dominated. But now I see in real time how that can happen. Yes, and you know, I think, I think okay, I don't have many years left, and you know, I can sit around and keep my mouth shut, and of course, before long, they'll be trying to, you know, euthanize old people, which maybe in 20 years, I'll be looking for that. But right now, you know, don't come forward with me holding a needle in your hand. Uh, but I really worry, and I try not to think about it, which is, I guess, not the way to handle it, but it's the only way I can handle it right now is just like this past week, we have been with three of our grandchildren. Uh, we, before this, we were with six, seven, eight, eight of them, nine of them, ever how many we got. Mm-hmm. And um, I look at them and I think, oh my gosh, you know, what's it gonna be when like uh, the little ones like Jake and Hudson are growing up in the next, you know, what's it gonna be for them? Is it gonna be just a horrible life or, I guess I'm, I am, I am spoiled because, you know, I grew up in the 50s and 60s. And, and for a lot of people, those were bad times, too, because of Vietnam. But I meant, you know, we didn't have a care in the world. And um, everybody, you know, didn't lock your doors. I mean, now you lock up everything. I mean, you walked around and you talked to your neighbors. You don't talk to your neighbors. And, and I'm guilty of that, too, because I... Most of them, I don't even know their last name. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just a different world, and it's it's not getting good. It's going down the slippery slope on the other side. I uh, will be 83 next birthday. and Really? Uh, or 82. You're that old? I thought it was 85. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. Yeah, I think you're 83. And it's, it, was a, it was the greatest 82 years in the history of our country. I lived in the best of times in the history of our country. And I'm like you, I wonder what's in the future. But my father had a, had a, a very wise man. He said, young men dream dreams, old people see problems. And we've sat, in, we've sat here and I reviewed all the problems. This, this is a downer. Yes, is people will just turn us off, which yeah. I could understand. But sometimes it just, you know, you see it enough that it just slaps you in the face. And so you got to kind of shake your head and look at it for a minute. Let's but, get uh, let's. Yeah, I started to say, let's just forget the whole world <laughs> and and just go about doing what we're doing while Con- we can concentrate on cockroaches yes yeah absolutely that's, <laughs> that's our yeah. biggest problem cockroaches yes absolutely i love you darling have I, a great day okay you too let's get this phase over with and hit the road because <laughs> okay. i want a lot of driving <laughs> well i'm gonna drive too oh, okay. you can't drive by yourself we'll get on some nice straight lines uh-huh. you know no weaving tiny two-lane highways well, we'll be getting out of the south. We're going up the east coast over to Mount Rushmore, then eventually down to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're going to go from hot to cold. Oh, yeah, I hope. And then the worst part of the thing is when I'm looking forward to going home, I do miss my home. But 
I remember what it's like to leave Colorado and it's in the 60s to 70s and we pull into our house in Mesa. Yeah, last year it was like 115, 113. It's 117 today. Oh my gosh. And you don't think about it. You think, okay, just go in the house, turn on your air. Uh, You have to unload your uh, RV and um, we don't have the system set up to be able to plug it in and you know run it to run the air conditioner so i mean you do it in early morning and late at night so no you do it i do it <laughs> i know i like to put it away nice so that if you want to go someplace you're ready to i go. like you putting it away nice yes. yeah. oh, hey okay. have a great day love oh, you darling love you too hon. bye